You're listening to Intent Topics, a podcast about all things growth. I'm your host, Logan Kelly. Hello, everybody. Thank you for tuning into Intent Topics today. Today, I have a special guest, Leanne Hobson from Alinea Partners. Leanne, thank you for joining us today. Hey, thank you, Logan. Great to be here. From yeah, Vienna. Real, Vienna, yes, it's exciting. This is like international, international guest today. Uh, so, Leanne, tell us a little bit about what you're working on right now. Yeah, sure. Um, we are a global B2B secret shopping agency. So, um, we are working on what we do all day, every day, and that is secret shopping um, in the IT and telecommunications world. We've uh, just, we've just crossed over and have done over 700 globally in the last couple wow. of years. Yeah. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. So um, this is an exciting one. I, I think you've you've done a lot of great work. Uh, there's a lot of great case studies and, and blog articles on your website. Um, so, you know, I just read a Bloomberg article where a president of a large hotel organization said he believes business travel will go back to what it was in two to three years, and he sounded optimistic, which is crazy. So we've all made adjustments to our businesses to navigate the short term. But if we're looking at an, even a year or two or three, that's going to fundamentally change how a lot of uh, you know IT, telecom, tech companies sell. With that said, alignment from marketing all the way through to sales and everything that supports it is not just going to change. It's going to become so much more important so with, with what I just said, is it's nothing new, but understanding how to execute and understanding an idea at a conceptual level are two totally different things. So I'd love to get a little bit more weeds in the conversation for you uh, or with you here. Uh, you know, I obviously see a lot of misses when it comes to digital presence and sales process. So talk to me some of this, about some of the steps that leaders should be taking to, quote, get their house in order. Yeah, sure. Um, I, I think what we're seeing is a natural tendency to go out and do a lot of demand generation um, in order to compensate maybe for missed up, um, you know, pipeline opportunities that have paused or closed down or, you know, industries that have just closed. I mean, we do a lot of work with Motorola Solutions, for example, and they uh, provide walkie-talkies for events. So all of their partners globally we're out immediately looking for other lines of business, be it other industries or other um, types of clients, um, just as an example, where other companies are doing really well, like Microsoft, who we also work with, or, um, you know, software and using software remotely, they're, they're doing quite well. Um, but regardless, the natural tendency that we're hearing, and, and we talk to about 100 different companies a year, um, is that everybody wants to spend a lot of money on demand gen, uh, which you know, that's a good thing. You want to build the, build the funnel and you want to close that business. Um, but what we're really cautious about is the companies that want to do that without performing any kind of a health check. So, for example, a good number of those companies, 700 companies that we've assessed, do not have any case studies on their websites of any way, shape, or form. Mm. And we know that today's Pre-COVID-19 
during COVID-19 and post-COVID-19, you know, we will ask people in the industry, our friends, our family, people we trust, you know, who did you buy your, you know, your software right. package from? And right. that's who we pay attention to. Um, and TripAdvisor, you know, since that's come about and been so popular, everyone wants to know what other people think before they purchase a service or a product. Yet we're hiding a light on things like case studies. Um, other areas that happen much too often are contacts. So I go to your website, um, my buyer starts to look around, they're interested, maybe they have a question, uh, chat doesn't work. Or they send something through to email or website form, never get an answer. Um, now, before the pandemic, um, you know, we would have conversations with companies about, you know, you should make sure that your processes work, that they're staffed, et cetera, and, and make sure that if you have a communication possibility to a company, you need to make sure that it works. During the pandemic, a lot of these customer service or, um, you know, frontline sales have gone remote. Um, but that doesn't mean that we shouldn't be able to reach you. So even if your marketing department is now sitting at home, you need to answer your emails. And you can't think about spending a lot of money on demand generation unless those simple things work or else you're not going to get the opportunity you've just generated and you'll waste your money. I love that. So it's, I love that, uh, you know, it's actionable. It's so simple. Mm -hmm. Um but it's also, you know, it, it's much more fun to talk about, like, what's the new copy? What's the new strategy? Who could we target? As opposed to, like, let's make sure that what we already have is executed correctly and in a way that is not missing opportunity. So uh, it sounds like, you know, one of the first steps that we should be taking here is is really make sure that we're, we're our, our sort of defense or, or what's already on our website is operating right before we go spend more money. Exactly. Operating right yeah. is one level. Um, content is right. Is it appealing yeah. to the right persona? Um, so, for example, if, if you tell me that you're looking to market to um, hotels, just to use your um, story from the beginning, then you shouldn't have a website that never mentions hotels or um, concierge services or, you know, any of the other language of hotels. Um, and it, it shouldn't be as though you're speaking to a vanilla, um, small and medium or large size company, right. which many, many people do. You should actually make sure that your website is acting as part of your sales force. And just as your salesperson would pick up the phone and immediately get rapport and, you know, understand what type of a persona is on the other end of the phone, your website should be able to do that as well. So that that's interesting. I think that leads us into kind of the persona, understanding the persona one, which is very important. I think that goes without saying. Um, and a lot of companies get it right, but a lot get it really, you know, very wrong. Um, and even with the best like targeting data, most sophisticated marketing automation, marketing technology, um, that can really cause things to fall flat. So 
where are you seeing some of the biggest misses from a from a uh, understanding your persona, translating that into your presence? And and do you have some examples that you know might be companies that are doing it right that you've seen um, that are that are sort of standard bearers for right now? Um. Yes, and and yes again. Um, the I can tell you from our research, um, what we find is that in the IT world, many companies still display information on their website and market themselves on their website um, toward an IT buyer. And what we've quickly re- or we've realized over the last couple of years is that the IT or C, the by, um, manager or the CIO is not the only purchaser in many of these um, yeah. purchasing scenarios. So you're going to get a CEO involved, you're going to see a CFO involved, you know, make, maybe marketing's involved or other decision makers within the company. Um, or um, in many cases, the CIO has become much more business savvy than they were mm-hmm. 10, 15 years ago. Um, so if you're simply selling, let's say, Azure, mention one of our clients, as Azure, then you are more, more likely than not just selling to somebody who is technical in nature and knows what Azure is versus right. someone who is thinking about the business outcome and would much more, more be interested in having you come and talk about security. Oh, yeah, by the way, it's Azure. And what we see on a lot of websites is that, you know, they're leading with cloud, we're the cloud company, or, you know, we sell Azure. And today that's not enough of a differentiator, one, because everybody says that. And two, it's clearly not um, showing that they're adaptable and able to have a C-level conversation from what's on their websites. Um Who's doing it well? You know, you, you know, putting me on. GoDaddy does it well um, in the space that they're in. Um, a company in the UK called Wirehive does it very well to partners as well as end users. They're interesting because they were a marketing agency that added Azure and then morphed into a, a partner for many other companies, and they do really good uh, business analytics and and such. Um, very specific. To the UK, so making so really making sure that the content uh, on the website and you know what is being asked of that person or or being sort of presented to that person is not necessarily for uh, the the IT role, but but really for all the decision makers, all the stakeholders who might be needing to get some information before they say yes or or allow something to progress. Exactly. Um, which in a lot of cases is not necessarily the IT person, right? It is the, you know, the C-level. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. So um, one of the things that, you know, when when we're kind of going through uh, reading some of the work that you and your team have done, um, you had mentioned um, or your team had mentioned uh, these moments of truth um, that, uh, that, you know, there's so many assumptions that get made you know, just building anything um, that, you know, you say uh, an outsider is really who can see these moments of truth. What is that? What does that mean? And and maybe how, how at, a, at a high level, what are some things that businesses might be able to, to look at 
um, on their own digital presence that might be some of these moments of truth that we're all missing? Sure. Um, just just to clarify, our um, secret shopping goes beyond the website. We um, are unique in that we also look at the sales process and, and the buying process, the onboarding, getting started, and customer service. Um, but regarding that website piece, um, there are, I think what, what um, Christian from my team who probably mentioned is, you know, a moment of truth um, is, you know, when we decide to either stay on your website or go, um, and it could be one thing that happens or it could be, you know, two or three of these things happen and then it's enough and we leave. Um, so an example could be a broken website. We had a buyer shopping a website a couple weeks ago, and they had a great call to action. You know, if you want more information about this um, in a 30-minute free consultation, contact us here. And my buyer was like, oh, yeah, I'll take that, and clicked on, and it went to a broken link. No. Yeah. <sighs> oh, no. Yeah. That's brutal. Horrible because, you know, my buyer will be persistent. They will try other ways to reach that right. company. But normal buyers don't. <laughs> right, my crazy right. buyers. Um, so that's one thing. Um, another thing, a lot of companies haven't um, put HTTPS on their website, so it's not secure, um, which means... Uh, last week, a buyer went to a website and clicked on, and it said, "Have you ever have you seen this lately? Yeah. Um, please be aware the yeah, website yeah. you're about to go to is non-protected." Now, does that make you feel creepy? Yeah, like continue at your own risk. This could ruin your computer and steal all your information. Yeah, it's exactly. Scary. So one, yeah, you're not going to do it just because you don't want to risk that. But two, the brand that you had in your mind that you were going to go to their website, you're starting to think, wow, creepy thoughts. And that's not right. how you want to start a sales engagement. Right. Absolutely. That's a simple thing. And, you know, you can buy it from your provider. And I, I don't know. I think it costs 50 euro or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's simple. Cops are doing business. Interesting. So the, this is great. Uh, well, I think these are, you know, there's a, a few really good nuggets in here. Is there anything you'd, you'd like to leave the, the listeners with um, before we wrap this up? Um, yeah, just staying with the theme, I think um, generating demand, generating it digitally, I'm a big supporter of that. Um, but people usually go to the dentist a couple times a year in order to prevent cavities. So, yep. you know, do that business due diligence and, and check to make sure everything works. And then you can invest and do the right things with companies like yourself um, and uh, grow, you know, so um, in that, you know, uh, assess that everything's in order and then grow. Bam. I love it. Well, Leanne, thank you for joining us. Um, we, we hope to have you back. Everybody, this is Intent Topics. Thank you for stopping by. Please feel free to give us a five-star review on whatever podcast app you listen on. And we will see you next time. <laughs>